Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. I'm Steve Bogner, Managing Partner at Insight Consulting Partners. This podcast is all about SAP and SuccessFactors HCM, the software, the companies, and the industry. You can find us anywhere podcasts are offered, as well as at our main site, insightcp.com insights. Okay, let's get started. Okay, so today we want to talk about um, the upcoming Success Connect conference in Las Vegas, which is in September, right? It's uh, the week of September 15th is the Sunday. Then I think uh, it starts in earnest on the 16th, goes through that Thursday. So um, I'll be there, and um, I think most of our podcast team will be there too. And, and today we have uh, Becky Murray, Brandon Toombs, and Luke Marson. Hi, guys. Hey, Steve. Hello. Yep. Hey. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there in person again. So that'll be nice. Um, we should record a podcast in person this time. That would be that would be good. So this podcast is about what we're looking forward to at Success Connect. I mean, it's it's a, always a big event. There's a lot of marketing there. Um, a lot of times SAP Success Factors comes out with uh, some new announcements there, um, and and it kind of shows really I think where their focus is. So um, you know, in the past we've had these and we've said, okay, we want to hear SAP success factors say something about this or that. Um, and it's always fun after the, con- after the conference to, to reconvene and see what actually happened. So um, Becky, we'll start with you. So at Success Connect this year, um, what would you like to hear from SAP success factors on, um, on the market, on the product and, and customers? Well, um, I have a long list, but I'll narrow it down to three. Um, The first thing I would like to hear more about is U.S. benefits and the roadmap there. I know the team has been working uh, feverishly on this particular, you know, subcomponent of functionality. And I'm really just excited to see the progress that they've made, but then also find out, you know, what's coming um, down the line. Is there going to be, you know, compliance for COBRA and ACA and a few different things like that? So I'm excited to see. Um, what they have to share with us roadmapping-wise there. Um, I'm also really excited, and I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. Um, they're developing, in, it's, it's kind of part benefits, part compensation. I think it's going to live in the compensation module, but it's a total reward statement. And it's going to be, um, I've seen a preview of it, um, like a bar chart, a bar graph. Um, with your different types of payments and awards and benefits and bonuses, Hmm. um, any other type of spend that your organization makes on you. And it's interactive, so you can click the pieces of the bar graph and find out, you know, what that payment was for or what that award was for. Um, And it's also going to be pushed out to the mobile device. So I'm excited to see that. They were working on it. I saw a live preview in January, February, so I'm excited to see how far that's come and ultimately looking forward to seeing when it will be released. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last on my list is onboarding 2.0. I know we've been hearing about that for a little while. I, I actually haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited to see um, what it all entails and what the user experience will be like. I've been hearing, you know, different things about, you know, it will incorporate components of different areas or, you know, it'll only be available with EC or without EC or with Jam or without Jam. So I'm excited to actually hear, you know, some of the specifications around that and then ultimately, you know, a general release date there. All right. Well, those are good topics and and hopefully, you know, we will hear more about those, some more, like you said, more specifics, right? Because, um, 
you know, hearing the general things is good, but it just makes you want to know more. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke, what are some things on your list that you want to hear about? Well, like Becky, I have a rather lengthy list, but I'm also going to cut down a couple of bits because I'm pretty sure uh, Brandon's going to have a few things to say that uh, that overlap. Um, so uh, the first, I guess the first thing, um, a smaller bit, but one that's quite important is um, the status of the pick list migration that got put on hold earlier this year. Um, so that's a migration from the legacy pick lists to MDF-based pick lists, which introduced you know, a whole wealth of functionality and, and uh, a really easy way for customers to maintain pick lists. Now, what's happened is some of the instances have been migrated and some haven't. And there are some customers that have one instance on the legacy and one on the new technology. Um, and that, that is a real challenge because you cannot migrate pick lists from one instance to another when it's two different technologies. Um, I understand that there is some in that area, that there is some work that SAP are doing and, and they're working with customers, and that it does sound like a pickup. I'd like to actually hear when that might be. Um, we, we, I think Jarrett and Brandon, and um, at least, uh, as well as myself, have experienced some issues uh, at customers with regards to this, and it, it, it causes some frustration um, when you have to do manual uh, movements of configuration from one instance to another. So that's something um, I'm looking for. The other, uh, one of the other things I'm interested in is uh, getting a, a, a confirmed commitment on when the new people analytics functionality will be made gen generally available. So people analytics is, is the new name for SAP's reporting capabilities and success factors. And uh, we've discussed it before, um, so I won't go into too much detail, but that, that's going to leverage the new SAP cloud analytics um, technology. I've seen a lot, of, a, a lot of activity from SAP recently giving details to partners and to customers. So we know it's coming and we know it's going to be quite soon. Um, and there's going to be a whole raft of, of, of benefits and advantages to customers uh, from a reporting perspective. But I'd really like to get more of a confirmation on when that's going to be so that customers can begin to plan accordingly. Because there will be some changes. Some of the reports, uh, they're going to have to be rebuilt. So there's some effort there. There are other capabilities that don't exist today, which are going to um, give customers a whole raft of new opportunities to do uh, better reporting, better analytics, drill downs and things. And they're going to want some time to plan with that. And, and of course, there's the whole change management aspect as well. So. Mm -hmm. um, I really want to see. I, I really want SAP to say yes. This is when it's going to be out. Um, and I have one other uh, one other topic is I, I heard a little uh, a little rumor recently that um, when SAP sales have, have um, completed a, a subscription with a customer that um, the the customers that they would recommend to so the partners that they would recommend to customers um today it's it, it's a little subjective it, it's who the sales uh, person might know or it might be who they've heard could be good there are many different factors on uh, what 
what leads a salesperson to select a particular partner. Sometimes they make the right choices. A lot of times we've seen uh, uh, it's not all the right choice. And and you know it's not the it's not the the forte of the salesperson, right? So they they want to rely a bit more on some of the data that that is now being collected by Raven Intel. And we've talked a lot about Raven Intel because they provide a great platform for evaluating partners, and they gathered a lot of data and they're gathering a lot of data. A lot of the better partners are are, are really supporting this because it, it's beneficial. It's, it's, it's the Yelp for for implementation partners. So I'd like to hear a bit more from SAP on this um, because I think it's going to give customers a bit more confidence that they that it's going to be easier for them to select an implementation partner, and it's going to be there's going to be a much higher chance of success for those customers because they know that the partners is going to be recommended have have been there, done it, and proven that they deliver. And that's what customers, I think, yeah, I think customers want to know that the that the investment they're going to make is going to be a good one and going to get the return that they that they need. And right now, that's not, um, it, it's just not so substantive, I think, compared to what it could be. So that's what I'm looking to hear about. Yeah, it's not as objective now. I mean, it's, you know, Raven Intel, they put the data out there, they make it a lot more objective. So that's a good thing. Okay. Well, that, that's that's a good list of things there. So, Brandon, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Luke, uh, the other option available to you is just maybe up your golf game a little bit so that those salespeople <laughs> are kicking things your way. You know, I want to look at that. Uh, if, you, if you'd ever seen me on a golf course, you'd see why that, that's not a way I can ever build relationships with anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah me neither i don't have the patience for golf i tried it did i ever tell you guys i signed up for five private lessons and i went to four and i never came back for the fifth because it was just so frustrating and yeah no patience yeah i'm not a golfer either all right yep uh. becky do you golf i actually took lessons as a kid for many years and my sister played in college. She still plays now. She's great. I could never generate any type of distance <laughs> or anything. So, yeah, I, I don't play it now as an adult, and, and I don't have the patience, I don't think, to pick it back up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. So this All is right. not the podcast for, for golf tips is what we've established now. So No. All no right. Don't look to us for golf. Okay. No. okay. Well, the – I'll, let me go through mine real quick, and then I'll, I'll leave you some time, Steve. I know you have a, a, a topic that we're all very interested in, but uh, I'm going to uh, not steal your thunder on that one. Um, sure. Uh, so I, a couple of macro points. The first one, this is just at a really, really, really high level. Um, it, I would love for them to, for success vectors to say some things about uh, deep uh, S4 HANA integration. Um, I think that that is one area that uh, success factors in SAP do not do enough uh, work on as far as like showing a strategic advantage of uh, success factors being part of the SAP family. And because instead of it being a me too um, of, of, hey, we can do these things that these other vendors can do, there are things that, that success factors could actually do uh, that other companies can't do because it's part of this huge ecosystem in uh, the uh, and I think that they should do more in that area. So I would I would want to see more in that, uh, hopefully. The other uh, kind of macro level thing 
um, that I would love to see is really some hard delivery dates on some things that have been promised over the last two to three years. Uh, we've already talked on uh, about onboarding 2.0, uh, waiting for that rollout. We're also talking about uh, people analytics and when is that rolling out? Uh, uh, another thing that came up in the keynote last year was digital assistant. Uh, that was talked about and you know I haven't even seen anything about it in the last uh, two releases, although uh, I don't attend all the sessions uh, every quarter, so maybe there is something that I'm missing. But when I search the release notes, I don't see them. Um, so, mm. I, you know, I there's been a lot of talk about well, uh, things have been delayed, particularly because uh, they've been replatforming onto S4. I mean, to uh, to Hana, um, and you know that's all well and good. But uh, you know, I did see a, a, an article that came out I think earlier this week on G- Diginomica about you know that. Now is going to be the time when we're going to start seeing some benefits from all of the work that's gone in. So, well, it's time to see that. It's time to see that all these being able to do microservices and things like that are really start to pay off. Uh, and in one area that I would love to see something, I don't actually expect it, but I'm going to keep asking for it every time. And that is the, you know, continued migration off of the old platform uh, that's XML-based to an MDF platform because it's so much more flexible. There's so much more you can do with it. Uh, it's We got halfway done with that MD, MDF migration a couple of years ago, and they haven't revisited it. So I'm going to keep asking for that. Um, enhancement process, I would love to see uh, a reboot of that process, because right now, uh, basically, you just it's like throwing things into a comment box, and no one's really reading the comments. I mean, or they're reading it, but they, they just don't have the budget to make any of the changes. So um, you know, it, that's a really frustrating process for, for customers. And I've talked to large customers that are really, really frustrated by this, that they, they can't get any of the, of the changes that they need into the, into the product. So hoping mm-hmm. to see some things uh, along those lines as well. Uh, and then lastly, the thing we will hear about um, that I hope that we get, again, some sort of hard path or, around, and that is Qualtrics. I'm sure we will see some, some more um, you know, uh, UI type things where Qualtrics comes in, and I, I'm I'm all for this. I think it's a if this is something that's really going to be a differentiator for success factors. I know that uh, you know that Bill McDermott, uh, the CEO of SAP, really really uh, believes in this product and uh, as something that's transforming across the suite. So if that really helps, then then great. That this would be a good time to show that. Um, but I don't want us to uh, get become just uh, you know, a where the Qualtrics is, becomes the lead uh, part of it. I think the core foundation of, in my area, Employee Central really needs some some focus this time as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, those are all good ones, Brandon. That's it's it kind of uh, gets back to what I've been thinking about too is, you know, commitment to delivering what they've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that you know. It's tough. You know, the execution like that is tough when you have a lot of uh, market forces and a lot of uh, competition for resources within, you know, within SAP. You know, they it's not just success factors and the HR product that they have to deal with. It's a lot of things. So, you know, there's a lot of competition for resources, I'm sure, just like in every big company. Um, But, yeah, just just delivering on what they say, that would be a big thing. Yep. so yeah, so my my comment, my what I want to see from Success Factors um, doesn't have to do with delivering on something that's been announced because they haven't really announced it. They've hinted at it here and there. It's been low key in a couple of places and 
depending on who you ask at SAP, it is, it's either happening or, or it's not happening. And that's the development and release of a new payroll product, um, a new multi-tenant, true cloud-based, um, modern SAP payroll product. It's, uh, I would love to see SAP announce that. I think it's long overdue mm-hmm. um, for a number of reasons. So, you know, just a, a little story, you know, I've been in the SAP market for a long time. I was uh, trained on SAP payroll on the R2 platform, which is the mainframe green screen platform. Um, went to Waldorf, got trained on payroll in 1993. So, you know, we were on, uh, you know, green screens learning SAP payroll. And the core of what I got trained on back then is pretty much the same core that's in there now. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's an old, old product. Now, it's a good product. You know, the, it's it's paid millions and millions of people around the world and, you know, probably more than 50 countries. And it, it gets the job done. Um, so, so that's good. Um, but, you know, we, we sort of demand and celebrate this new HR architecture with success factors and employee central. And, and rightly so. There's there are a lot of good things in Employee Central that were never in SAP HR. And, you know, some of them, you know, we, we couldn't really appreciate them in, a, in Employee Central to we, until we saw them in Employee Central. And then we said, hey, wow, like intelligent services, that's great. You know, would that have ever happened in the old SAP HR product? Probably not. And, and I think the same thing can be said for SAP payroll. Um, Sure, the current payroll platform works just like the current SAP HR platform still works, uh, but it could work a lot better in this in a true multi-tenant cloud platform, leveraging, like you said, Brandon, those good things from SAP HANA, microservices and whatnot, um, benefiting from some of the EC-like intelligent services concepts and so on. Um, so yeah, payroll works now, but it could, could work a lot better. And I think that they need to announce something, uh, declare it loudly, put a date to it, make it very clear uh, to customers uh, just what they're doing. Um, and, you know, if they're not doing something, I think that uh, that's a shame. It's a real shame because this is the one part of the HCM suite that has not really transitioned into uh, a true cloud platform. So whenever I, I say that, people come back to me and they say, well, hey, we've got Employee Central Payroll. It's in the cloud and it's integrated with Employee Central. And yeah, no, not kind of. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at that, but Employee Central payroll is still on that same core platform that's been in place since the 90s, uh, early 90s, maybe even late 80s, depending on um, which parts of it you look at. So it's, it's basically SAP's payroll that's been extended to work better with Employee Central. And that's great. You know, there are companies using Employee Central payroll. And that's great, but you're still working with a completely different data model between yep. payroll and employee central. And Brandon, you know how this goes. Bridging those two data models isn't always easy, even you know when SAP gives you a head start, right? And they give you some good tools. Yep. Um, it's just, it's, it's messy. Uh, it works, yeah, but it's messy. So I would like to see them publicly, loudly, and clearly declare their intention and a timeline to create a new true cloud multi-tenant global payroll system. And I know that's a lot, but I think they need to get out there and do it. So that's my, my two cents on that. Well, and I think a lot of existing SAP customers are wondering that same thing. Yeah. You know, they're trying to 
figure out when do they make the migration to S4, and when that happens, what do they do with payroll? Um, and, and so they're kind of looking for some direction or for some timeline to help them with their planning. And when you layer that in with, you know, some of these companies who've been running, to your point, this SAP payroll for years and years and years, and they've got resources potentially um, approaching retirement age. So then how do you bring on additional new resources and train them on, you know, this established system, if you'll say, <laughs> well, I'm going to say um, where some of the functionality and the use of it isn't as intuitive as other products out there. So then they're faced with, you know, do we look at other products that are maybe a little bit more intuitive to use or more user friendly? And, mm-hmm. you know, those are discussions that people are having and, and they're kind of looking for direction and really not getting any. For sure. But when you have, you know, a lot of my customers are global and they have five or 10 or more yep. countries on SAP payroll. Yes. You can't just uh, flip that to a new platform. That's exactly. In a couple right. of years. If you, there is even a platform you can flip it to that's going to support all those different countries. Yep. So I mean, SAP has left their payroll customers in a really bad spot, in my opinion. And and they're not doing themselves any favors either with the with these deadlines. They, they, when they're pushing people to say you need to move over and do these other things, either go either do the sidecar thing or move to Employee Central. Even with that, you're still having the back end of the same payroll. Uh, uh, system. Mm-hmm. So you're not right now. You're pushing people off, and you're not giving them a vision of what the reason why you stick with uh, the SAP technology stack. It's it's the worst of both worlds. They really they're not doing themselves any favors. They think that they're that that it this is the way to make sure that that they're not cannibalizing their existing sales because they're pointing to something else. I think their best option would be to say, look, this is where we're going. This is where we're going in the next three to four years. Uh, here's the it, here's why it. It is still a compelling case for you to go ahead and move the move your core HR over to EC today, and either and either integrate it back to your payroll system or or uh, go to Employee Central Payroll as an interim solution while mm-hmm. while this is this migration is taking place because everybody knows that that what they're doing right now is not sustainable, and if they just if they're if they think that somehow just not saying anything is to their advantage, they're they're really fooling themselves. Sure. Sure. But it's a tough sell, Brandon, when you go, I mean, maybe for a smaller company that um, is an easier sell. But when you look at companies with maybe five countries live on SAP payroll and you say, okay, move all of that to employee central payroll because, you know, yeah. in five to seven years, we'll have a new payroll that um, that you can go to and employee central payroll will hold you t- till then. What the people I work with, the customers I work with would say, Hold it. That makes no sense. Why should I invest a lot of money and time in my people's resources to move from here to Employee Central Payroll? And then you tell me you'll have something new later. So I don't want to be switching payroll systems every five years. In fact, if I had my choice, I would never switch payroll systems because it's a mess. It's it's I mean, even with, you know, there's companies that have nice migration tools to get you from on prem to EC payroll. But you still have a lot of resources involved getting there and a lot of change management. Mm-hmm. And companies don't want to do that unless there's a payoff or unless they're really the platform is on fire and they've got to jump. So, yeah, well, anyway, it, it's, it, it's a tough situation. Well, I know, but right now they, they know that the platform's on fire. Uh, uh, SAP has already set that fire. The, the fire is that they've got to move and do something by 2025. Uh, or 2030. So, yeah. Or 2030. 
Yeah, or twenty. Well, but no. But if you go to the sidecar, you can go to the twenty thirty. But right, exactly. that's you're you're going. You basically said we've lit a fuse. You have to jump. We're just not telling you uh, a good reason why you can feel comfortable jumping over here, the direction we want you to go. That's yeah. why I'm saying it just doesn't make much sense. You've got to you've got to declare what it is that that all these people uh, that are using your your product what they need to be doing over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I think the the answer at this point is you move to employee central payroll, and um, but it, it's hard for me to imagine why someone uh, would find that attractive to stay on on that technology through 2030 and beyond uh-huh. um, when the technology is already sold. Sure, it, it gets people paid, but I think that we're foregoing a number of benefits by not rearchitecting payroll and getting it into a modern architecture. Um, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, with Employee Central, it's, it's, it's my analogy. Until we got HR to Employee Central and Employee Central matured a bit, we didn't know what we were missing in some cases. And um, that that's always the case whenever you move something to a new architecture into a new platform that's more uh, forward thinking and modern. So I just want, I want to see them, you know, get on it and make it happen. So I'm not holding my breath. Actually, I don't expect that they will do anything. Uh, so this is just kind of like, um, oh, I got to think of something more politically correct than just what came into my head. But this is uh, <laughs> this is a little bit futile. It's a little pie in the sky, but uh, we'll see what happens. That was fun. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up at this point, though. I think we've covered everything we need to cover. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at Success Connect and uh, having some good conversations and a good time there. So uh, you can find our podcast on practically every podcasting platform out there. So if uh, you don't find us, let us let me know, and we'll get it out there for you. Uh, and as a reminder, you can find out about the podcast team members and contact us and see all of the uh, podcasts that came before this at our main site, which is insightcp.com slash insights. Leave us some comments there. Let us know what you liked or didn't like. If you want to hear us talk about a certain subject, you can let us know there. You can also find us on LinkedIn and um, on Twitter. So uh, contact us any way that's convenient for you. So we enjoyed it. Looking forward to next time. And until then, have a great day.